We are starting a new year in just five weeks, guys. Five weeks. And one of my favorite things to do is take some time and simply figure out just how I want that year to go. So come along with me. Welcome back to the BU Podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany, and I'm so glad that you've joined me today. So let's relax and get to chatting. Welcome back, everybody. I am super excited. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend. Um, If you, you know, are in the U.S. or if you celebrate Thanksgiving, however you do it, I personally had an awesome one. Um, I didn't do a lot, obviously, because of, you know, everything that's going on. But, you know, I had food. There was some laughter. I watched a ton of TV and movies. And it's so funny. I was binge watching this TV show and I really wanted to get done like right or before Christmas because I wanted to, you know, immerse myself in the Christmas holiday and movies and, and TV shows and everything. And literally, I think I finished like, I don't know, I want to say the last episode, maybe two hours before like some holiday show that I wanted to watch came on that night. So <laughs> um, that was exciting. And then I spent the weekend, you know, just doing traditional stuff, getting everything set up and kind of starting to plan out like what I wanted to do for the month of December. So it was a good, good time. Um, and I hope you guys, you know, enjoyed it as well. This week, as I mentioned previously, we're not going to talk about the holidays during December. I think we, you know, talked a lot about holidays during the month of November. And we're actually going to go ahead and start talking about how to get ready for the new year. Just give us a little bit of a break. You know, the holiday seasons can kind of be overwhelming. So let's start getting ready for, you know, a new year, which is completely relaxing, right? <laughs> not always. But. <laughs> Let's go ahead and dive right in, right? So this episode, we're talking about just some of my favorite things that I like to do to kind of organize myself for the new year. And I'm going to preference the next couple of weeks, we are going to be talking about a lot of like, um, you know, how to plan for the new week, new year, how to set some goals, like, um, how to find your word of the year. I might dip into that a little bit. You know, a few different things with regards to that. Make no mistake, these are all my things that I've like put together that work really well for me that I'm just sharing with you. And a lot of these come from books that I've read, um, tutorials that I've watched, um, workshops that I've taken, all kinds of different things like that. I am by no means an expert and there are so, so, so many different avenues. There are so many different resources. There are so many different, like, oh my gosh, so many different ways that if you really just want to deep dive into all of this, you can go down a rabbit hole of epic proportions, okay? Including hiring someone who is a life manager, you know, or a um, life coach or whatever term they prefer to use. But if you don't have time for that, 
or if you're not interested, or finances just aren't in the space to do that. But you are looking to maybe try a few things that are different this year that, you know, maybe you haven't thought of before that um, you haven't, you know, given a chance or anything like that, then I'm going to give you a few ideas. And again, these are all things that work really well for me. This is how I've learned to plan out my year that has helped me be more successful in figuring out not everything that I want to get done in a year, but giving me kind of a roadmap of how I want the year to go, if you will. So let's go ahead and get started and dive in, shall we? Yes. All right. So I've got five main tips and then one that's kind of an overarching tip for it, if you will. But the first one, and probably (laughs) to me, one of the most important ones is I feel like you need a calendar. You need some type of something to write everything down, whether that's a planner, whether it's a notebook, whether you go into Microsoft Word and print out, um, I think you can look up a calendar. It takes like 12 sheets of paper and it prints out like a calendar, you know, one for every month. I think you can even print out, what is it, like a, a year at a glance where you don't have room to write, you know, on each day or whatever, but you can see you know, January 1st through December 31st. Um, If you're using, if you're more of a digital person, you know, and you're using Google or Apple Calendar, you know, I think it's iCal for Apple and just Google Calendar. I don't know. They're changing all their Google names and graphics and stuff like that. So it might be something different now. Who knows? But, you know, whether you want to do that, whether you have a specific calendar on your phone, um, that you want to use, whether you are on your tablet, however you want to do it. I feel like, and this is why I say, I think this is the most important part is because, like I said, you need to have some place to write everything down, but you also need to have some place that has dates because I am a firm believer in, it is really easy to say, I'm going to do a photo contest. I don't know. Or I'm going to start journaling or I'm going to learn how to cook. Those are all pretty broad in some ways. Maybe not the photo contest, but they're all kind of broad. But it's easy to say that January 1. But if you don't put down a set like time frame, it's very easy to be December 31st and being like, oh, I didn't take that cooking class. Or, oh, I forgot to do the photo thing. Or, oh, there was something else I wanted to do. What was it? And then you've completely forgot all about it. So that's why I said, that's why I feel like this is the most important part. Because to me, you need like that, that tangible something where even if the dates change, even if you have to rearrange or if you have to look at something, like you can put in, take a cooking class in May, but maybe when you look up cooking classes, they're not offered until August. That's fine. But you need something that kind of pushes you in the right direction of having it set. So for me, having a calendar like I said, is the most important tip that I'm going to give you. Or a notebook where you can write all this down. And you know what? If you've never heard of a bullet journal 
or like a traveler's notebook, don't sleep on it. Look it up. There are lots of people who have used that system to completely reorganize their lives and it works wonderfully for them. And I've even dabbled my foot into both. And I have to admit, I really love the bullet journal because there's a lot of freedom. It's a lot of simplicity to it. It's very easy. And you really do just need a notebook and a pen at the heart of it. That's all you need. So that would be the first tip. And if I'm going to add a bonus to that, (laughs) if you're in the planner society or in the planner world, you know that there are people out there. And if you're not, this might blow your mind that use say like seven or eight different planners in a year. They have, you know, their gratitude planner and their, um, journaling planner and their work planner and their um, menu planner and their like we can go the list can go on and on and that's fine if that works for you but I again am a firm believer that you do need one master calendar now if you want to branch out into all those other things afterwards so be it But I think that you need one master calendar, one space where no matter what you're looking for, whether it is what you have to do, whether it's appointments, whether it's, you know, whatever it is, you can turn around and you know exactly where that one main calendar is and that everything is on it. And that goes for whether you are single, whether you are married, whether you are a family of Three, five, fifteen. I think that you. Ooh, fifteen. Lord, y'all. Um, <laughs> I just thought of all of those babies. Um, but I think that you need one calendar where everybody can turn, everybody can look, and everybody knows this is what we have going on. This is like the most important thing. And once you figure that out. You can go way past that. You can sit down. You can figure everything else out. You can branch it out into whatever, you know, like maybe the kids need their own separate calendar. Maybe, you know, mom needs her calendar. Maybe you do need a work calendar. Maybe you do need a budget calendar. However you look at it. And I will say, if you are doing digital, digital sometimes works for me, sometimes doesn't. I... I tend to put a lot of appointments on digital because it's easier on your phones. You know, you generally have that with you. If You know, if you're making another appointment, it's easier to pull up and see like, what do you have on that date? Okay. Um, versus carrying like a notebook around or a planner, depending on what size, depending on, you know, how bulky it is, whatever. Um, sometimes it's easier with a, a digital to make that your one master calendar or just you know, to put all of your appointments on. But if you are doing digital, it's very easy to say either color code or divide it up because you can always go in and you could have mom's calendar. You can have vacation calendar. You can have, um, if you're a social media person, you can have social media calendar. You can have so many different options as to what it is. And then when you only need to see that specific calendar, you know, Timmy's calendar, Timmy's school calendar, whatever it is, when you only need to see that specific calendar, then you can click on just that calendar and it just shows you that. Or you can click on the main calendar 
and you can see everything. So if you're someone who does need that division um, without wanting to have six calendar or six planners that you're carrying around or six planners you're working through, that is a good option. All right. So that's the first tip. Get a calendar, notebook, somewhere that you're writing everything down. My second tip, and I would say that this is probably just as important, if not just slightly up under the first tip. And these are in order of kind of how I do this. I know sometimes I'm just giving you guys tips and stuff like that just randomly. No, no. These are in order of kind of what I do. Okay. So take a look at what went right in the year that you're leaving and what you would like to change in the new year. And I know a lot of people would say, you know, look at what went right and what went wrong. I tend to not want to look at, um, not necessarily, or I don't like the idea of what went wrong, because I think that you can learn from any mistakes, any kind of issues, anything that pops up. So I don't really look at it as something went wrong, more so as more like it's a learning lesson. And so to me, seeing what you would like to change in the new year, like that works better for kind of the learning curve of it. And this is one of the things that I really actually kind of enjoy. There's a lot of people who who aren't very introspective. I tend to be a little bit more introspective. Um, and it's one of the places that when I first started doing this, I probably had the hardest time. And maybe that's why I have an issue with the what went wrong, because I would have a list a mile long of everything that went wrong and what went right. It's like, I made it through the year, <laughs> um, something like that. You know, like it would be really small and it would be very like short. And in looking at it now, I tend to see a lot more of what went right more so than looking at the things that I feel like went, quote unquote, went wrong. But, you know, and I mean, even in a year like 2020, where (laughs) arguably you could say everything went wrong, um, I still think we can find, like, there's a lot of things that I have that I think went very right for me this year. Are there things that I wish that I could have done differently or changed that have nothing to do with, you know, out, all of the outward forces of 2020? Absolutely. But that doesn't change the fact that, you know, there's inward stuff that I could have done better. There are all kinds of extenuating circumstances, but there are things that even in the midst of all this, I did really well that I think are are pretty pretty, pretty bomb, pretty awesome. So I love sitting down and really looking at that. And if you have, if you need help with that, there are so many different things. There is, um, a cultivate what matters planner that so many people love. And it's a goal setting planner as well as a moxie life planner. And I'll have those linked in the show notes, um, that you can look at and put together and do, they tend to be a little bit on the price. Um, but if it's something that you're willing to invest in, not a bad idea. There is a woman, um, I do not know, wait a minute, I feel like I do know what her real name is, but I can't think of it right now. What is her real name? 
I don't remember. But I know she has a website uh, called Lavender, and she does a artist of life notebook that does this a little bit, as well as she does um, some YouTube videos that do do it as well. And again, YouTube and online are an amazing resource. Uh, if you don't want to invest money, but you do want kind of a a walkthrough, if you will, of how to kind of look at the past or what questions to ask yourself for the year. Um, it's a great resource to to kind of look up. And you could just look up like year in review. And I think a lot of times you will find, you know, a lot of different things that'll help or how to do a review of the year, things like that. And you will be able to find like some great questions, some great uh projects to do, things like that, that really kind of, you know, put you in the right headspace. And one of the other reasons that I think that this is so important is because you do want to be in the right headspace going into a new year. You don't really want to be like carrying luggage (laughs) into your new year, if you will. And I think that if you haven't looked at what went well, and giving yourself a pat on the back for that, but also looked at what you would like to change. How do you know what to work on? How do you know what you want to do? How do you know where, you know, like a jumping off point, if you will, into the new year? And this is something, quite honest, I would say that I didn't start until maybe four years ago five years ago, somewhere in there. And it's really helped since then. So highly, highly recommend. Um, The third thing, that was a weird transition, but we're just going to flow with it. The third thing that I would say to do is list out all the things that you know you have to do for the year. And this one going into 2021, might be a little difficult. This one and the next one might be a little difficult because, you know, in theory, we should have a better game plan in January. In reality, there may very well still be a lot of things up in the air. So I would say, and personally, this is what I'm going to do, is I'm going to list out all the things that I know that I have to do. Birthdays and anniversaries, obviously, whether the world's shut down or not, aren't going to change. You know, unless the world comes to an end. If the world comes to an end, then, you know, the apocalypse comes, then hey. But birthdays and anniversaries, generally holidays, they generally aren't going to change. So you could write those down conceivably and, you know, have that set. I have... In theory, a family reunion next year. I'm still writing that down. Will it happen? Will it not? I don't know. But it still needs to be there because if it does happen, I've already set time for that. If it doesn't happen, then I have free time. You get what I mean? So I think that it's better to plan it as if these events, these actions will take place. And you want to list out like um, every year we generally tend to do a family trip that will be listed out. Um, Normally, 
we have a holiday party that I have to plan for. That will be listed out. Uh, this year, I'd originally wanted to do Friendsgiving. That didn't play, but it will be listed out for next year. So there are certain things that you do still, you get what I mean? Like those are events and things that you know so much you have to do. If you have to schedule vacation with your job, you know that you have to schedule vacation with your job, right? You have to do that every year, whether there's other things going on or not. Um, you know, if you have, if you have a work schedule that fluctuates, then you know that you have to, um, those are things you have to do. If you have doctor's appointments, you know, like your kid, need um immune let me try that again immunization (laughs) who knew that was a hard word for me to say um but if they have that or if they have you know specific doctor's appointments that you have to do throughout the year you know that those need to happen so there you go (laughs) um those are things that you can put down so that's what I mean when I say List out the things that you know you have to do through the year, and then we will figure out the whole world later, right? The fourth thing, which then ties into that, is list out the things you want to do during the year. And this is not your goals, but these are activities. Like I said, if you want to take a cooking class, uh, if you want to take a dance class, if your little one wants to play Little League, if um, you want to plan a family vacation. If you um, want to do work on your house, these are things that you need to kind of schedule in. And the reason why I say these are activities, but they're not goals is because even though say you want to do work on your house can be a goal, it's, it's still an activity that you need to set a a time frame for, as opposed to, I want to read more next year might be a goal, or I want to lose weight might be a goal, or um, I want to journal might be a goal, but they don't necessarily have a set date that need to be attached to them. You get what I'm saying? I hope that's making sense. Um, so that's why I look at it more as activities. Even though they could be goals, I'm looking at things that need somewhat of a firm date. And you could say, take a cooking class may not necessarily be a firm date because you're just saying take a cooking class, but you also have to look up the cooking class and the class could have a firm date. You know what I'm saying? Now, if you're doing something online, that might be a different conversation, but if you are physically trying to go to a spot, they generally have a specific date. And so that's why you're looking at things that are activities that are dated or could have a potential date than necessarily just goals. Same with the vac- like a family vacation. Last year, <laughs> well, this year, uh, one of my goals was to travel more. Right? Uh, You can see how that played out, possibly. But that still went under the things that I wanted to do during the year because I was going to have to schedule timeframes 
of when to travel. So then I put in tentative, like, well, where did I want to go? When did I want to go there? What's the best time to travel to these places? You see what I mean? So it was a goal, but it had a date. Therefore, it was an activity. I hope that's making sense. Because um, sometimes things make sense in my head and I try to explain it. And I'm like, you got me? You got me. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? Um, so I hope that that, you know, translates. And then the last tip, the fifth one that I have for you is I try to budget how much I want to spend for the year and how much I want to save. And this is a fluctuating tip. I mean, I think pretty much the last three between the things that you have to do for the year and things you want to do for the year are a little fluctuating. But this one I feel like is a little bit more simply because, like I said, this year I wanted to travel more. So I tried to budget in for traveling more. However, everything fell through. So then that money went into how much I kind of wanted to budget to save for the year because there's always next year, right? So then that changes how I might budget what I want to spend next year kind of thing. Um, Same with, you know, if you're setting up like how much you want to spend, you know, you want to go on a family trip, you know, that you want to um, work on the, on like a a new kitchen for the house, let's say, um, you want to, uh, take that cooking class. So you have to pay for that, but then things can come up like you need a new carburetor in your car, (laughs) um, you know, or you need a whole new car. (laughs) Like if we're being real, um, you know, like, unfortunately, maybe there's a hospital stay or an operation needs to happen, you might break a limb. And I mean, I'm not wishing any of these things on anybody nor myself. Um, But unfortunately, life is life and things come up, things happen. And while you may have budgeted a specific amount, now you have something else going on. So you have to reevaluate that budget. And it could be Maybe you had budgeted for like a trip and now that trip money can go to the carburetor. So maybe the trip needs to be postponed, you know, um, maybe you had budgeted to install, to have a new kitchen put in, but now you need a new car. Unfortunately, that money needs to go to that. And so you get what I mean? Um, so you may have to readjust, you may have to reevaluate, you may have to look at that running budget. But I think if you don't have a starting place, then you can blow that budget way out of proportion. Um, you know, you can end up not saving, you can end up like spending insane amounts of money. You know, you can look at things totally differently, you can get hit like smacked in the face with all kinds of stuff. So it's good to have just a, at least a starting point of where you want that budget to go. And if you are unsure, go back and listen to uh, some of the tips that Chris gave us in the scarcity versus frugal mentality podcast that we did. I want to say two, three episodes ago. 
um, she had some great ideas for how to budget, how to plan, um, going into not just the holiday season, but starting the new year, as well as, hey, if you're interested, there are financial planners there. You can contact their uh, business. Um, there are so many different options for if you're not sure exactly how to sit down and figure this out to help you sit down and figure that out. And like I said, fluctuating because things happen. Life is life. And I think that's the thing you have to take into all of these tips is that life is life. You can sit down with your one master calendar. You can, you know, look at what it is that you want to change for the year. You can write out all the events. You have to do all the things you want to do and you can all budget. And if 2020 has taught us nothing else, it is that sometimes there are extenuating circumstances that change the game. That's just how it goes. So it's better to have a start point or to have a kind of idea of what it is that you want to accomplish um, so that you can look and reevaluate. Because let me tell you, I probably would have lost my mind in 2020 if I did not have kind of an idea of what I wanted the year to be and was able to sit down and reevaluate what I could do and what I couldn't. Because it still gave me other options, if you will, in that time frame. So it's like I look at it as it's good to have a roadmap. You know, like, like okay, where are my goals? It has been my goal for a few years is to do an RV trip cross country. I really can't tell you whether it's California to New York, whether it's Florida to New York, whether it's California to Seattle. I really can't tell you where, how, whether it's Seattle to Florida. Can't tell you. Just know I want to do a cross country, okay? I know that I'm going to need to have a map of how to get there. But I also know that I'm one of those people that if I see something like prairie world's largest prairie farm, I'm going to want to stop and look at that because I'm going to be like, wow, I didn't know there was a world's largest prairie farm. What goes into a world's largest prairie farm? Huh? Or if I see Idaho's biggest potato, something like that, I'm going to want to stop and look at that. I'm going to want to stop and photograph it. I'm going to want to stop and check everything out. And you can look up every tourist trap. You can look up every attraction. You can plan everything as meticulously as you want. There's going to be some stops that pop up on the side of the highway that you're going to be like, I have never heard of that. And I not even know that that exists. I want to go see it. So you may take a detour and go take a look. You may not, but it's good to have at least a roadmap because you know once you take that detour where you need to get back in order to ha- in order to get where you need to go. But it gives you that freedom to be able to take the detour and then come back. You get it? All right. Um so that's how I look at this of how to organize myself for the new year is setting that roadmap. If we need to do de- do detours, we're good, but at least we know the destination. At least we know how to swivel back 
how to work around to get back to where we need to be, right? And if I would give you a bonus tip, and this is something that I found really works for me, is to block out some uninterrupted time to do this. And I know sometimes, believe me, I know if you have family, if you have kids, if you live with roommates or other people, if you you know, are working, if you are working from home now, it's hard to find some uninterrupted time that is just yours and yours alone where nobody bothers you. (laughs) Nobody calls your name. Your phone doesn't ring. Your notifications don't go off. Like, seriously, it is in this day and age, it's almost impossible, right? But whether it is three hours, two hours, an hour, um, one day, a weekend, however you can find the time, find the time. And I used to follow this one woman. She doesn't really do a lot of this anymore, but she used to have a really awesome book, um, that kind of help you set out your year. It was a great book. And I mean, it was like a book, a worksheet, everything. So you had all of it there. You could just like plan everything just in one fail swoop. It had a calendar. It had your questions. It had so many different things. She's actually kind of my gateway into doing all this. Um, and then when she stopped, I had to, you know, find other options. But, and I still refer back to her book um, some for when I'm doing this, but she used to talk about how when she does this, and she was a mom, okay, she ran her own business, so this lets you know it is possible to do it. Um, She would find like a weekend. She would set it up. I don't remember if she said she did it at her house or she went to like a hotel or whatever. I think she did it at her home though, and she would have like her poster boards, she would have her markers, she would have her pen, she would have her workbook. Um, she said she would like candles, she would put on like music and like really set the stage and the ambiance for it. I don't quite go that far. Um, I do have my notebooks, I do have my my pens, I do have my music, but I mean, realistically, you can't hear it. I have on music now. Um, I generally have on music quite often when I'm doing stuff. So for me, adding music into something is not necessarily like, oh, she added music. Um, But she would have, you know, like I tend to try to find some uninterrupted time. I like to do it. I like to at least give myself a day. If I can give myself longer than that, more the better. But I like to give myself a day. And this is why. If you've ever heard a flow, um, F-L-O-W, you will understand that a lot of times when you get into the flow of something or into a zone of working through things, um, a headspace, however you want to say it, it is easier to stay in that space than it is to get back to that space. And so that's why I try to give myself this time frame. And look, if you have a family, sit down with them, you know, and get your calendar, 
go over what it is that you guys think that you went right, what it is you think you went went wrong, you know, what you would like to change, however you want to look at it. Um, list out all the things that they have to do, list out all the things that you have to do, what it is you want to accomplish, you know, you and your significant other, figure out what you want to spend in the year, what you want to save, you know, include them in it. Make it a family habit. And you can even make it like a cool thing, like a party or something, you know, like you could pop a bunch of popcorn and you can, you know, have sodas and you can color code things and each kid can get their own like special sticker, you know, for um, what their activity is versus like, you know, like if um, like one of your kids is into Animal Crossing and somebody else is into like Paw Patrol and someone's into Cars and someone's into Disney. Like you can find stickers for all of them, right? <laughs> and so you could like each kid gets their own little sticker, their own little color, you know, that's just like their specific thing. So then that makes it fun for them, right? You know, like um, you can, I mean, you can, really coordinated where it's just a incredibly fun experience. And if you're looking for more information, um, maybe I might do something and put it on Patreon, on my Patreon. You know what? I might do a tips and ideas of how to create a plan your year or organize your year party um, and add that on there. Yeah, that would be fun. Um, so, hey, look out for that. Uh, Check me out over Patreon and we will get that popping for you. But like you can really take it and just make it into a really just fun and exciting and interesting um, event or a fun thing to do. And like I said, this has become one of my favorite things to do is to sit down and do it. I'm actually going to do it next weekend. Um, I've got it all scheduled and planned and everything. So I know I've gotten my, my calendar, I've gotten my, my notebook, my worksheets, all of that. So I am prepared. I am set. I am very happy to sit down and do this. Uh, and you know, I do have some things that are unfortunately at the beginning of the year that are still up in the air simply because there are other people and extenuating circumstances involved in it. So I can't fully like kind of plan it as I normally would, but I can write down the things that are going to happen and put some tentative dates to them, if that helps. So yeah, that I'm, I'm very excited. And I also would hazard, and this is a hard one for me because my aunt used to joke, that I was like so weird that I wanted other people to sit down and do planning and solitude with me. She was like, how is it solitude if you got other people there? But <laughs> that was just at the time I wanted my family to really get into planning um, because I was into planning. But um, I don't tend to bring a lot of people into it or a lot of of outside forces into it when I when I do this. because you will be surprised how quickly what you think you need to do or what you want to do 
and what somebody else wants to do can somehow now become what you want to do, even if it's not something that you want to do. And so if you're doing it as a family, that's one thing because you're setting everything up individually and then together. If you're doing it with just a group of friends and somebody's like, oh yeah, I want to go climb Mount Everest. You know, you might be like, that sounds like fun. It's such a challenge. And then you might decide that probably wouldn't happen. But, um, (laughs) you know, maybe if they say they want to get into rock climbing and you're like, I was looking for something healthier to do. And then you find yourself wanting to then do that. And then you get home and you're like, rock climbing, what was I thinking? I'm afraid of heights. Right. So, um, (laughs) I would say this is more of a, a kind of in your own space conversation, but if afterwards you want to share it, Hey, more power to you share it. Um, I'm here for that. Do it. Do it very, very well. So those guys are my tips. Those are my ideas. I hope that that helps you kind of get an idea. And I would love to hear more about what it is that you guys are thinking about for the new year and how you like to organize yourself and get ready for the new year. And I guess if I had to say one tip that I want you to take away, your my noted and quoted for the um for this episode, it would be however you do it, make a plan. You know, whether it's using my tips, whether it's finding somebody else's tips, whether it's um looking up a book. There's so many different books. Um that can walk you through this or can, you know, give you ideas, go more in depth. Um, There's so much out there. Whatever it is, however you do it, make a plan, like figure it out, draw your own roadmap. Even if you are actually drawing a roadmap, if you can draw a roadmap, dude, I want to see that because I can't draw for nothing in the world. Um, but you know, however it works for you, just make sure that you have something on paper that can get you from January 1 to December 31 and give you an idea of how that year should go. Because trust me, it's so much easier so much better with a game plan. All right. So I, like I said, I hope this has been amazing for you. It's always fun for me to sit down and actually write down what it is I do. Sometimes I, I literally have to go through it and figure out what it is I do because it's a crazy conversation, but, uh, yeah. So again, I hope this is giving you some ideas. It's, you know, spark some some things in your mind. It's made you sit down and really want to like kind of focus in and do some um, different planning. And that would be amazing. So um, as always, guys, be sure to subscribe. We have so much coming up in the next few months, uh, as well as be sure to follow me on all my social media. Join the conversation you know, send me a a DM, send me a message, comment on a post. I love hearing from you guys and just finding out what it is that you take away from this and what it is that, you know, has really helped you. So by all means, join the conversation. Uh, Be sure to, like I said, to subscribe. We have so many different things coming up. 
If you want extra content, please join me over on my Patreon page. And as always, be blessed, be loved, be safe, and above all, be you. All right, I will talk to you guys next week.